from Daniel Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's the Dennis Daniel Show. Tonight's guest, voice actress Karen Strassman. And your announcer, me, Belle Dandy. And now, here's your host. He is Cincinnati's next big... Uh, uh hey, uh, wait a minute, you can't come in here. Oh, out of the way, kid. Let me show you how to do an introduction the right way. Amateur. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, it is your pleasure to witness one of, if not the greatest radio personalities of all time. Here's your blog talk radio world heavyweight champion, Mr. Dennis Daniel. <laughs> You know, once upon a time, there was this kid. He had a lot of talent. He had a lot of heart. He had a lot of energy. But he had nowhere to channel it. He had nowhere that he could call his own. And then he sees a sign in his college. One day, a radio station looking for a new voice. That kid jumped on that instance. And he became a one-man revolution. He took that little college radio station. He shook it up. And he put it on the map. He then took those talents and he moved to the realm of internet radio, to a site called Blog Talk Radio. And within a year, he was one of the top 300 hosts out of 15,000 wannabes. He was a diamond in the rough. He was a shining star in the night sky. And he was the best in the world at what he does. And that boy is me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, you have tuned into Blog Talk Radio's hottest talk show, The Dennis Daniel Show. And I am your host and new Blog Talk Radio World Heavyweight Champion, Dennis Daniel. <laughs> and give it up once again, not only for my lovely announcer, Belle Dandy, but my brand new manager who's going to help take The Dennis Daniel Show to parts unknown, the one, the only, the always controversial, Poison. Now, I bet you're wondering, Dennis, how in the world do you know Poison, and why would she manage you? Well, let's face it, I am incredible. And if you didn't already know that, well, now you know. Listen to the show some more, trust me. But I needed someone to give me vision, to guide me into a new realm, somewhere that I have never been before. She manages the immovable object Hugo, and now she's going to manage the irresistible force. That's Dennis Daniel. This show is going to go to places you never thought possible because we are celebrating five years of the Dennis Daniel Show on Blog Talk Radio. Five years we've been on the air. We have been changing attitudes, rocking the airwaves, and bringing you guys the very best in anime, pro wrestling, and pop culture. Well, it's now time to push the envelope further than it's ever been pushed and bring you guys the show that you deserve. 
And tonight, we kick off five years of the Dennis Daniels Show with none other than voice actress Karen Strassman. Karen Strassman is by far one of my all-time favorite voice actors to have on the program, and you don't got to look any further than May 2011 when she debuted. She has been incredible, funny, energetic, and even made me laugh a couple times. So let's take a quick listen to a small clip from May 2011 of Karen Strassman on The Dennis Daniels Show. Welcome back. We have got more breaking news. As we reported earlier in the show, the Britannian government had just announced that Ashford Academy student Colleen Stadfeld has been believed to have ties with the radical group The Black Knights, an organization known for its plans to overthrow the Britannian Empire. Joining us now live via phone, we have got Colleen Stadfeld. Colleen, what is your answer to these ludicrous statements? Well, Dennis, I don't know. I've been sworn to secrecy, and anything I tell you might change anyway. Secrecy? What do you mean secrecy? And, and, and what are these rumors going around that your actual last name is Kozaki? <laughs> you know, really, Dennis, I'm just, I'm just a student at this school, so <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about it. And, you know, my health is poor. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go do some cosplay. A fake news broadcast about someone from Code Geass. Only one person's going to try that. Yours truly. But then again, having Karen to help do that was pretty awesome, too. But still, if you need some more convincing about Karen's worth, let's check out this awesome demo reel. How did Storm even find us? Uh, Chase, you blew up the library of Tabob in a massive Monsuno battle. Not exactly under-the-radar kind of behavior. Charger! Ram it! The winds of Eastern Mandala blur visibility. Follow the snow prints of the one before you. <laughs> You're so funny. I said nothing humorous. Uh, uh, did I say funny? I meant smart, perceptive. I, 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 I'm setting up now. Do not overestimate your chances of success. Simply because there are two of you. You cannot defeat me regardless. Because I... And I alone control Dwarf Blade. Dwarf Blade! Look! We're gonna need more than caution! I see you have more company, Mr. Suno. Still, you cannot win. You will not prevail. Come on, Hugo, baby. Let's show them who the world heavyweight champ is. <laughs> that we have a little tussle. What? It's natural to want to run screaming. But I've got you in my clutch. I just wanted to talk to you. You are a mean uh, man, Doug Wilson. You've made rude gestures, written me nasty notes, desecrated my owls. You farted in my bag. That was wit. You have done nothing but make my life here thoroughly unpleasant. Why do you think I do those things? Because you are a schoolyard bully, picking on the weakest links. That's why I do those things. Feelings. You're so... beautiful. You have 
have no idea how long I've waited for this to happen to me. Bus, it's been a long time. Hey, what's up, Eleanor? How you been? Someone told me you were working out here. The foreman seems to think you're doing a pretty good job. Oh, don't let me interrupt your game. Oh, hey, thanks. You're too kind. <laughs> you still look like you're in shape. But I heard you retired. I suppose even legends of the ring like you can't beat time. Don't give me that crap! <laughs> so what if you failed this time? Can't you come up with another plan and get it back? Just give us orders like you always do. Should I use my nightmare or maybe play decoy? Tell me, I'll do whatever you say. All right, then. You can console me. <laughs> Snap out of it, Lelouch. You're zero now. You have an obligation. You've got to live up to the dreams you once gave us all. So please, keep fooling us until you no longer can. We need you to be zero this time with all your heart. Play your role like you mean it. So right there, you should be convinced that Karen is not only an incredible voice actress, but an incredible person. And if you're still not convinced, well, stick around because hopefully we'll convince you of either her awesomeness or my incompetency. I don't know, probably both. Uh, they're both very high levels. Well, anyway, let's get right into this. My guest at this time is a very talented actress who stars in the brand new Google game Ingress, available for Android devices. And you can catch her every Saturday on Toonami as Soi Fong and Momo in the hit anime Bleach. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, give it up. She is the one, the only, Miss Karen Strassman! <laughs> Karen, thank you, and welcome back to the Dennis Daniels Show. <laughs> you give one heck of an introduction, mister. <laughs> Karen, even if even with my introduction, I can't compete with the awesomeness of that intro you did for me as Poison. That wasn't good. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> I just, I, I, my heart wants to shoot out of my chest. Cause, oh. oh, man. Just, you do something that is just mind-blowingly incredible. And I can't, I can't begin to tell you how much of a thrill it is to have you back on my show because 2011, you blew me right out of the pool. It's just, it's, I don't even know if there is a, a word for that. Whether, whether you were, a, you were making me die, over dying laughing as Helena or if it were, you were threatening me as Colleen, I, whatever it was, you did something that I just like, you know, I got to have her back on. But I don't know what the best time to have her on is. But so since the show is turning five this year, we're bringing back some of our iconic guests, and you're one of them. I am honored. No, no, I am honored. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm honored. I don't know, because kind of after, after getting threatened by Colleen, I kind of got ganged up in the UC parking lot, and I kind of don't remember what, pretty much after that. So I think I'm okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a purpley spatula. Might have some Dane Bramage. Yeah, I mean, Zero could have put you into a spaceship or something. You know, you never know. All I remember is the person that beat the crap out of me said, no comment, and then one kick to the head and good night. So I'm going to keep my, keep my eyes peeled throughout this episode because you never know. Whoever attacked me could be right behind me. 
sound effects. Then. <laughs> okay. And and they usually are. Yeah. They usually what what they usually are. <laughs> yeah yeah. As you can see, the craziness has gotten even crazier <laughs> since coming to Blog Talk Radio. Well, anyway, uh, for the, my audience that have probably never heard our interview from 2011, uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what got you interested in acting. You know what? <clears throat> I couldn't help it. I I don't know what got me interested in acting because I have loved it ever since I was a little kid. And I made up very annoying plays and which would try and get my parents come, to come in the basement and watch them. I, I just loved acting ever since I was a little kid. And when I was nine years old and we got to, you know, write our first little book in school, we could write a book and we learned how to bind it. And... <laughs> The name of my book was Born to Be an Actress, and it was about a little girl who was born to be an actress. Um, <laughs> you know, that so would make just, one heck of an autobiography title. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was, um, <coughs> hold on. My father, who is an artist and an architect, did the drawings for me. And they were these big cartoony drawings, and I was very upset at the time because he made the girl very, very big, and he made her have a very sort of, big and funny looking and she had this big nose and I said no daddy that's not what she should look like but uh yeah it born to be an actress <laughs> um no but it's been it's been ever since I was very little and I you know it's so funny I I don't know I don't know how these things happen or how they're programmed or what happens you know I think some people have to search a little um, more deeply for what they want to do and what they're passionate about. But for me, it was always there. And I think for me, the bigger question was, was I good enough? Could I succeed? Could I take the risk? Um, because, you know, I looked out there and I didn't have anybody in any form of show business in my family. My mother was a therapist, a psychotherapist. My father was an architect and an artist, but nobody had anything to do with theater or films or television, and it was a completely different world, and it was actually very intimidating to me, and I I didn't think that I would be good enough. I certainly didn't think that I was pretty enough, um, and so for me, it, the, I think the challenging part was stepping out there and just taking risk after risk, um, and getting myself in the business little by little, you know? Well, certainly you have climbed the ladder of success. Again, I don't think you can find an anime right now that you're not in. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm going through here. According to BehindTheVoiceActors.com, you have 152 credited roles so far on their website. And we're talking, you know, heavy time hitters. We're talking Colin Stadfeld from Code Geass, Miyuki from Lucky Star, uh, Sui Gento from Rose and Maiden, and uh, I've got something to say about that, but a little bit later on in the program. Ooh. Uh, oh, oh, trust I me. I have things to say about that, too. Oh, what, what, what? Oh, oh. oh you expected. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple things I want to say. <laughs> oh, yes, this will be. Oh, yes, why do you think I've I got a rim shot here ready? I got tons of bad jokes, and I'm going to make every freaking one of them. <laughs> I think I, I think I will do one right now, actually. So uh, you play a character that I think we all come to know as Soy Fun in the popular Bleach, which airs you know, every Saturday night on Toonami on Adult Swim. And, you know, overall badass, would you agree? Um, what are you doing? Oh, excuse me, you can't come here. <clears throat> excuse me. 
Did I hear somebody call my name? Um, this is Soyfung here, and I don't like people talking behind my back. Oh, well, well forgive me, Soyfung. I don't mean to go out on a limb. Oh, oh that's a terrible joke. What, oh, if, you, if you think that one's bad, how about this one? What's your favorite book? A Farewell to Arms? Is this the Dennis Daniels show? I should have known. <laughs> oh, come on, everyone. Give her a hand. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> oh, these jokes are killing me. Oh, it's getting oh, worse oh. and worse. Oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, Dennis. Um, um, I'm so sorry. Oh, I got. Oh, I, she just fainted on my floor. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, hopefully she wasn't leaning against the armoire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right, folks. Stay tuned. We're, we got a whole bunch more of these bad jokes lined up. Oh, we've got tons. Anyway, blogtalkradio.com. This is the Dennis Daniels Show. We've got Karen Strassman on the air, voice actress supreme. So, Karen, I see this. Um, I, I was watching. Um, Nicktoons Network, and they, apparently there's this network that plays nothing but Nicktoons. But I, I, about a year or two ago, there was this show that caught my attention, Monsuno. And I got to wow. tell you, I think that is one Cracker Jack show. You are in this awesome show, Monsuno, and you play one of the title characters, Jinja. So what do you think of her character, and how is this show coming along? Well, this is one of my favorite shows I have ever done um, it is original animation, so it's not a dub, but it's original animation. And for this show, you had myself, Chris Smith, Kirk Thornton, Keith Silverstein, and Cam Clark. All five of us in one little room together, cooped up, laughing our butts off, um, and between all five of us, we played all the roles in the show. And so that means that I played about 24 female roles at last count. And several known to monkeys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I wish you almost, I wish you could have flown to L.A. and, you know, just been a fly in the wall because these gentlemen are so crazy talented you know and everybody was weird and we had the scripts in front of us and we would just fly through it and people would just change voices back and forth and back and forth and do all of these fantastic characters and um yeah it's it's one of the best experiences i've had to date um with wonderful wonderful people you got to work with Cam Clark, a.k.a. Leonardo, from the original Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I did. Holy crap. That is mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> it, it, and I, I was looking on, on the guide. I have not seen Monsuno on there in a while. I thought they just got, like, renewed for a new season. Well, we did. We recorded our third season, and I don't know when it's going to come out. Um, Monsuno is doing amazingly all over the world, but... It's, it didn't do quite as well in the States because of, I think, the time that they had it on the station they had it on. But they're selling it like it's, it's selling like hotcakes all over the world. I mean, I think it's in Greek and Swedish and French and it's doing great in Japan. They love it in Japan. I heard, I heard on your website a couple of months ago that uh, Monsuno was actually being dubbed and sent to Japan. That's why this is one of the first times you've been in a show that was recorded here and sent over there. 
I know. Isn't that great? It's like it's like it's like reverse role play for some reason. <laughs> it's like shoes on the other foot now. It's just, mm-hmm. That's amazing. Something about this show must be good because if if you're getting an impact like that, I don't know. I have no idea what is why it's not in, in new episodes right now. I mean, I mean, you look at what's on there right now. You got Digimon. You've got you got the original Digimon. You got Digimon Fusion. They played Yu-Gi-Oh on there for a little bit. And then they had like a, a block, and I call it the Karen Strassman Power Hour, because you had Huntic, Seekers and Sorcerers, which you play Zalia Moon, mm-hmm. and Monsuno, which you play, hang on, let me see if I can run down this, this list here. You play Jinja, which is mm-hmm. awesome. You play uh, the uh, model for Q-Tip brand cotton swabs, Medea. <laughs> that looks like a giant Q-Tip head. Do you want to hear her laugh? Yes, I would. Here's Medea's laugh. <laughs> wonderful. More like cuckoo. Uh, that's good. That sounds. Oh, oh. You are you are the you are the voice acting chameleon. Uh, you play. Hang on. Let me see if I can pronounce this name. This one's this one's got a lot of fancy fancy words in it. Commandant Marshall Charlemagne, a.k.a. Fresca Von Whippy Whip. Yes. Oh, gosh. I see that, I'm like, nah, that ain't Karen. That can't be Karen. And then I look, and I'm like, son of a bitch, it's Karen. That, was, that one was actually a, a very good one. You did very good as, as um, Charlemagne. Yeah, you put, a, you, put one, you put a clip of her on your opening clip. That was I know, really fun I know. to hear. I heard that, and I still cannot believe my ears. I got some very big ears, Karen, so that's really hard. It's not too hard to convince me, but that one was very convincing. But, yeah, just, she, she kind of scared me. Just, just, I don't know what it was, but uh, she just looked really scary. Yeah, I liked her a lot. The writer of the show actually had a crush on her, I believe. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I could not imagine that. I could not imagine someone having a crush on Whippy Whip. <laughs> What is it like playing so many different roles, especially when they each have a unique personality? Oh, God, it's so much fun. Um, I think in order to do it, um, I, I just, you kind of, once you get to know who each character is, you just, you just sink into them and go. It's, it's always hard the very first day when you're developing the character. Because when you're developing the character, you don't know it, know them well, and you're not quite sure how they're going to sound. But once you've been doing a character for a while, you just dip into them, and you know who they are, you know how they're going to say their lines, and you, you know, you're inside of them, and you, you can kind of, yeah, it's, it's like you kind of, you're in them, they're in you, and, uh, and they speak through you, you know? I don't even know if I have a, have the right words that I can put into a sentence to describe how awesome you are on that show. I don't even know if I can form the sentence or the, or the, or the sentence phrases or the fragments of said sentence. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I have no idea. Why is this show not on DVD yet? There should, it should be on DVD or on Netflix or Amazon. I, I have no idea why it's not available to everyone to see this. You know what? I'm going to ask the guys who, uh, who produced it. Cause I'd actually love to get a DVD myself. Yeah. It's it's like Pokemon, but with hourglasses. Because they look like they look like little teeny tiny hourglasses. That's great. That's and, uh, great. I like that. If you haven't checked it out yet, 
please, Nicktoons, get to re- put back on there, even if it's 3 in the morning on a Saturday evening. A little bit of uh, trivia here. Medea was very present in the first season, but um, after a while they had to phase her out because they felt she was too sexy for the audience, for Nicktoons. And they were concerned that she was just a little too sexy for the audience. So she act- they actually, the writers kind of phased her out. What? What? Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. how is that? I mean, hang on one second. I got I got to look at this because because this this sounds this sounds bananas. I'm just gonna say, okay, yes, she is fairly hot, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. She has a giant poof of hair on her head. How can that be? Well, well it's yeah. a little it's a little bit my fault because I I created her. I voiced her with a very sort of hot and sexy voice about her, and we and when we did pickups because you know. You record a show, and then, especially if it's an original show, um, usually a dubbed show, you know, occasionally you'll have a pickup or two if the client's like, no, we want this a little different. But for an original show, very often they're changing things, and they're changing the animation after they've already recorded it. So, you know, you'll go into the studio, and you'll do pickups on the previous episodes. And <laughs> I would continuously have to do pickups for Medea because, um, you know, too sexy too sexy, make this less sexy, make this less sexy well, um, well, see, because of the audience. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> in Pokemon, they, they got a character, Jesse. She's got, she's got a, a midriff and this black thing that, that's underneath her breast. I don't know if that's just the shadow or if that's some kind of tank top, and she's got a mini skirt. You're telling me that's not sexy? It's still airing on Cartoon Network. That's okay. But to have someone who I think, yes, she is fairly attractive. She is very attractive, and you do a great job performing as her. But to have Nicktoons pull the plug on that character, I just, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> BlogTalkRadio.com, this is Dennis Daniels' show. We've got Karen Strassman on the air, voice actress supreme. And not only is she in all kinds of great anime, but she's actually making the jump to live action. And we got to talk about this. A few months after I had you on the program in 2011, you got to play a reoccurring character on the hit Showtime comedy, Weeds. You were Jolene Waite, and you play Timid too damn well. I, I, I <laughs> felt, I felt for her. So what was Aww. it like getting to work on Weeds, and what did you think of Jolene? Oh, uh, you know, I think she's one of my favorite characters I've ever played. She was just, so endearing and so much fun. And um, and the whole cast of Weeds was fantastic. I mean, being on that set was just, uh, was just a hoot. And, and people were lovely. Um, uh, it, Kevin Nealon, who played, I played opposite a lot, was just generous and fun and kind and um, just so much fun. It was really interesting, though, that show, because it's only a half an hour and there was just so much rich storyline. Um, usually, whenever we'd shoot it, and then I'd see the episodes, they'd always have to cut out a whole bunch of everything that we shot, like in all the scenes, just to make it fit into that half an hour block. Um, and it was really interesting to see you know, the process of that. But uh, she was just so much fun to play, so much fun. Well, unfortunately, at the time, Karen, it was on Showtime, and unfortunately, I don't have Showtime on my cable package. But fortunately, and if you have not seen her as Jolene Waite, you now can watch the entire series of Weeds on Netflix. 
So all you got to do is head over to Netflix, type in Weeds. Uh, I believe she appears in Season 7. So just start watching from there, and you will see Karen Strassman playing Timmet. And when I and when I saw her lock the door and go for that guy, I was like, all right, Karen. <laughs> Karen's going to get some. Karen's going to get some. Karen's going to get some. She's in love. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's so cool that you're now jumping from, you know, voice acting into doing all this cool stuff. And I would be remiss if we did not talk about your role in, I think, has become quite a popular Google game, Ingress. And you play Dr. Devra Bogdanovich. And this thing is taking off like wildfire. I get like three emails from Google a week saying, do you know where, do you, have you seen the symbols in Ingress? Have you, have you seen what symbols they connect to world and, and, and a world of magic and unexplained sciences and it's blowing my brain. So Karen, please tell me what in the world is Ingress? <laughs> Too much. Dennis, I'm so happy you brought this up because this is one of my favorite projects right now, currently. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know what it is, check it out online. There's ingress tutorials. It's, it is a hybrid game, and it's, it's Google's first foray into major entertainment. And it's created by the creator of Google Maps and Google Earth, John Henke. Um, who in my mind is a genius. Um, and he saw his teenage kids sitting on the couch playing video games and watching TV and wanted to get them out in the world. And they were like, nah, dad, that's okay. And he decided that he was going to create a game um, that, you know, people would be interested in playing who like to play games, but that would really force people to get out into the world and play it and literally get out into the world and interact with other people. And so this whole game is set up on the grid of Google Earth and Google Maps, and it is based on a science fiction story. And the way they've set up this whole thing is reality and fiction really fade into each other. And in order to play it, you become an agent for one of the factions. And... The agents are, it's, it's like fiction meets reality because as the agents become successful and as they, you know, they film themselves, they have teams, they go out into the world together. I mean, there was a woman who, and a, a faction who rented a helicopter, I believe, or a private plane to fly to a remote area of Alaska that hadn't yet been um, taken over so that she could uh, capture some portals for her faction. And there was, and you know, there was all kinds of media about it. Um, and they have live events. So they fly me. So we like shoot scenes in different parts of the country and then they make the scenes go viral. And then we go into the recording studio and they record that stuff. There have been books written. Um, the main book um, about Ingress, You'll find it online. It's great. I read it in like 45 minutes. It's fantastic science fiction. And there are comic books. So there are comic books of my character. Um, and then they will fly me to live events and other characters where we will participate with the players and agents in live events and then have this big, huge party meeting in a bar at the end of the day. 
And um, it's just, it's the coolest game project I've ever been involved in. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. I think they went out of beta in uh, December and they had a million players all over the world. And just in two months following that, they gained another million. So right now there's two million uh, players all over the world in Sweden, in Russia, in Egypt. And there are videos of them all over the world. And um, once a week, there's a show called The Ingress Reports, where it you know, talks about the newest stories and the storylines and also you know, the newest agent successes and the faction successes. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. So I'll, I'll stop going on about it, but uh, it's, it's a fantastic game. You don't have to stop. This is your interview. This is like my interview. This is your interview. <laughs> it's, um, and the character I play is a really fascinating character because they've discovered um, all around the Earth are these portals of a very intense and mysterious energy, which uh, they're calling exotic energy. And my character, Deborah Bogdanovich, was actually one of the people who worked at a secret government organization called the NIA who discovered this energy. And um, there's the whole problem um, is that they don't know how powerful this energy is and what it can actually do. And the faction of the Enlightenment, the Enlightened, they believe that this energy could be a beacon for mankind and, you know, could do wonderful, wonderful things for this planet. The other faction, which is the resistance, believes that, yes, this is a wonderful, potentially wonderful energy, but it also has a very dark side and very dangerous. And if this gets out of hand, it could destroy the planet. Um, so there's a real um, conflict between these two factions. And um, Devra used to be part of the enlightenment she used to think that this was a wonderful thing but she's seen so many dark go down mm. so much dark and she's actually been affected by this energy herself she's um she's actually a human type which is called a sensitive which means she's extremely sensitive to this energy and if you read the book the main book it talks about how it affects her and how she'll black out sometimes and have these intense moments of intuition where she knows exactly where to go and what to do, but it's like she blacks out and it controls her and then she comes back. Um, and there have been some characters that have died and come back because of the energy and they're really just starting to explore what's going on with this energy and what it's capable of and the effects negative and positive that it can have on uh, humankind. You can also look up, like if you look on YouTube, if you look up like Deborah Bogdanovich, you can actually find some YouTube videos of my character um, interacting with other characters or at, um, at a big conference at the CNC in Atlanta where she's discussing all uh, the dangers of XM. Um, and you can see a whole bunch of videos about it all, and there'll be more to come. So, so, okay. you're, so you're telling me this, this thing of jelly beans I have in my hand could be kind of a portal to unlimited energy? You're telling me my friend Mr. Sacco could have a portal to untold energy? You're, you're telling me my television could have a portal to... Uh, 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 she's following me! She, she, I don't know what she wants. 
What do you want, Doctor? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I forgot, I forgot the name. Okay, okay. What do you want from me, Doctor Deborah Madonovich? I have nothing. I'm sorry, Mr. Daniels. I'm not at liberty to say right now. Ah! She's, she's in the studio. But anyway, guys, if you have not checked it out yet, check out Ingress. It's available for Google. Um, I, is it available for uh, for most major devices? Um, for the time being, it's only Google devices like the Android and stuff. But I think it should be coming out for the iPhone in a few months. Um, <clears throat> they announced that at a conference. My phone's useless. <laughs> I got an iPhone. So Steve Jobs does not want us to know about the portals of energy. He's as big a puppet as Dr. Some bitch. <laughs> I'm I didn't watch what you say, especially with her in such close proximity. That's right. I can become a sensitive. Actually, Dennis, I think that you already are one. I I have a feeling that if you were to um, cross into the matrix of this game and universe, you would be surprised at the effect it would have on you. I'm now questioning everything. Has everything in my life been a horrible lie leading up to Ingress? I have no idea. I will have to download it when I get it on my iPhone, hopefully in the future. <laughs> Come on, Apple. Let's get to going. Well, anyway, uh, blogtalkradio.com. This is the Dennis Daniel Show, and as always, I am the one, the only Dennis Daniel, and I am talking with Karen Strassman, who stars in the all-new Ingress, and, of course, other great things, because we got to talk about it right now. Now, there's this new show out, and I have not seen it yet, but I hear great things about it. It's uh, Magi, the Labyrinth of Magic, and you play two, I think, very, very unique characters, uh, being uh, Paimon and the very lovely Zenab. So could you uh, tell us what it's like working on that show and tell us about your characters? Oh, that show is just wild and wacky and fun. I, I think what I love about that show is just when you think you understand the show, <laughs> just when you think you understand the characters and the tone of the show, it's just something completely different. <laughs> yeah, it's, like just... this, it's, it's like this funny mix of, of you know, Greek mythology and Egyptian mythology and silly anime and very serious anime and adventure and goofiness and, you know, and then it's very serious and then all of a sudden goofy and booby. Um, it's, it's just, it's like a, it's like a potpourri. I think for that show, it's like going into a food court and going to every, every section of the food court and putting a little bit of all that food on your plate and mixing it up together, and then you've got the magi. I noticed that you're starting to work with some of the uh, of the, of the younger younger blood. I, I know a couple of my friends are actually in uh, magi. Who? Um. Uh. Hang on. Let me see. I, I can't. Her her character's name eludes me right now. Um. Uh. uh Koyoku Rin, who's played by uh, Kira Buckland. Uh, many know oh, her. Oh, Kira's wonderful. Yes. Uh, many know her best as uh, Rina Chan. She does a lot of um stuff for the My Little Pony fandom, and she's. That's and, right. Yes, she's. Oh, she is awesome. And uh, again, I, I mean, if she's now getting ready to enter the uh, enter the fray with great shows like this and Blue Exorcist along veterans like you, Kyle, and Todd, and Matthew Mercer, and Christina Marie Cabos. Again, you know, that, what does that say about the new generation 
entering this great, this great, great field? I just, I think, you know, I think, you know, animation, anime continues to evolve. And I also think, you know, it's like I was young once and I was once one of the youngies who started out and it just kind of goes like the, the circle of anime and animation life, you know, um, we it just keeps opening up and always room for new blood, always room, you know, always room for new talent. And, you know, and that's what, that's why it never gets old because you get all these new fresh voices and then the voices that you know and love, all of a sudden you hear something you've never heard them done before or, you know, or you hear the thing that you love and you enjoy that. It's, I think it's why it just what keeps everything fresh, you know? You know, I've been saying this for a couple of years now, Karen. But with all the uh, all the popula- all the all the all these these kids, they're getting into this. You know, maybe it's time that I start looking into this. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, mind you. And I know I have to pay my dues and uh, take my fair share of bumps. But I, I do really want to try this at least. I, I I've been wanting to do this for as long as I can remember. You're and, kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I've been. Oh I've my God, been, Dennis, you you should get into it. Let's get you into it. I, I would not even know the first place to start, Karen. Well, you know, that actually, actually, um, actually dives into a, a good question. We, we asked you in our last interview if you had any advice for those pursuing a career in voice acting. Uh, yes. Maybe we could talk right now a little bit about what every beginning voice actor needs to know. And because you are, you are one of the most prolific and iconic actresses in both anime and voice acting, I guess there'd be no one better than to talk to than you. Well, what I would say for anybody wanting to be a voice actor, voice acting is really about acting. And some people will say, you know, well, people say I have a good voice. I should do voice acting. And I think even more important than a good voice, and a good voice is is fantastic. Like if you have a handsome voice or a funny voice or a quirky voice, those are all, you know, great things to go into the business with. But, um, you know, the heart of voice acting is, is acting. And I would say for anybody interested, you know, in voice acting, I would say get yourself into an acting class, ASAP, you know, and it could be an acting class at your school. It could be community theater. It could be, you know, you hear about an acting coach who's, you know, in your city or something or, but what, you know, get involved in plays, but start start learning about acting and start doing it, you know, and, you know, and for some people it's, they don't have access to acting classes or something like that, but they make, you know, they start making voices, you know, with their own microphone and their computer. But I really recommend like if you have a, a community center or your school or college, you know, get into, get into some acting classes and audition for plays. And, and that's really the best way to start. But I have, I have got, I'm so scared to, to try this that I'm afraid I'll crash and burn. And I, 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 know, I know that sounds so crazy considering all the, all the shenanigans and the antics that go on this show, but I am just, when I get in front of someone and, and try to do this, this thing, you know, try to do the voice acting, I freeze up. Hmm. And I so get it. I so get it. You know, it's funny because it's, I mean, to me, you'd be wonderful in the business, Dennis, because you're just, you're so friggin' playful and creative. I mean, 
you know, and you know what you should do, Dennis, you should find an, a really good improv group or any improv group and just start doing improv because you're so, you're so good at that. And again, it's not, I don't think it's about having an amazing voice, although sure, that can always be a great thing. It's, it's about the level of creativity, imagination, playfulness, and you God, Dennis, it's, it's so funny that you say that because I think about you and I, you know, whenever I'm on your show, I'm thinking, oh, okay, what's he going to pull out of his hat next? Um, and I think, oh, God, he's so funny. Am I going to be able to keep up with him? Um, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And, but you've just, you know, you've got this wonderful, playful, creative spirit. And, and that's what, that's what you need to be an actor, you know? And the only reason why you're self-conscious about it is because, you know, you know that on some level, if you go into it, there's some level that you'll be judged. Like people will go, is he good? Is he good enough? And that's exactly what I had to deal with because I loved it, but I was afraid, you know, I wouldn't be good enough as all my the people I admired. And that's just something you just like, once you start taking classes or being in plays, you just, little by little, you just get used to doing what you love to do out in the open in front of other people. <laughs> I've got, I mean, I've got you know? no problem talking to my audience behind this microphone. And you, know, that's, and you know what? A lot of voice actors say that's where they're most comfortable, behind this microphone. But just when I get out there, and I, I have no idea how you guys are able to, you know, go to these conventions and do all these voices without, without in front of thousands of people, hundreds of people actually sitting in a, in a room and, and you're doing this, I have no idea how in the world you can do this and not be nervous. Well, it's really, really sitting in, in a room in front of hundreds and thousands of people doing voices is really easy, Dennis, because it's people who come, come because they're the fans and they're the whole, I mean, you guys are the whole reason why I'm successful. You know, so if I sit in a room, I, I don't feel like I have anything to prove anymore. I just want to sort of give back to the people who want to ask me questions and hear stuff. So that's like, it's just like you sitting there. I mean, you've already earned your fans. People, you know, you don't have anything to prove by doing your show. People are, people listen to your show because they love you. And so I am you know, thankful for that one fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> But like no, but people like people listen to your show because you're you're awesome and you bring a great guest and you're funny and like they never know what you're going to do next, you know. And so, you know, that's why you're so comfortable because you know the people who are listening are in are into what you do. And like for me, I'll tell you, like I'll go to auditions sometimes. Not so much, not so much voiceover auditions, but more, you know, when I do on camera stuff and I walk into the room and. Sometimes, you know, if it's for a TV show like NCIS or Grey's Anatomy or even when I went into audition for Weeds, um, I walked into a room with, you know, sometimes one or two or three writers, a producer, a director, two or three casting directors. I mean, sometimes the room has 12 people crammed into this little room and you walk in and they're all kind of looking at their iPhones and computers and kind of looking up at you, but they've had a long day and they've been seeing actors all day. And, you know, they've called you in, so they like your work. But, you know, it, there's this nervousness, this, you know, am I going to pull it off? Am I going to do something interesting? And And that's like a really, it's a hard situation to perform in because the nature of acting is 
being so relaxed that you can be playful and spontaneous and goofy or, or that you can, you know, have your heart on your sleeve and be vulnerable, you know, or that you can be a badass when you're like shaking your boots thinking, and am I going to do this right? And for me, like what you're talking about, that thing about, you know, just being nervous and like, oh my God, that's just something that I think is really natural to this business. And I think it's just something that you just have to get up there and put yourself in front of people over and over again. And then after a while, you get more and more comfortable with it. So for me, for example, after a while, I just get more and more comfortable, you know, just diving in and doing what I do. Like I get on a set, you know, and I have to make magic happen. And, you know, there's the cameramen and the makeup gals and the wardrobe people and like literally sometimes a hundred people on that set and the pressure is on. But if you, if you're in the business and you just keep on showing up, it's like if you get cast for an anime and you just keep on showing up in front of the microphone, then you just get little by little more and more comfortable. But I'll tell you, I mean, we've talked about this before, Dennis. You know, I, I was uh, an on-camera actress, a theater actress, and a voiceover actress in Paris for about 16 years. But when I came to Los Angeles about 10 years ago to start working in the American industry, um, all, I mean, and I was very successful where I was. I, and I got in front of a mic in, in America. And I, I, you know, in France, I was on all these shows, all these video games. I was hugely successful in, you know, in my little part of the world. And then I got here. And because of, you know, I'm in Hollywood now, I just, I would walk into studios at first and I would just be shaking in my boots. I was so scared doing something that I was so comfortable doing that I could do in my sleep. But because it was Hollywood and, you know, would I be good enough for Hollywood? I just got nervous and scared all over again. And, and I think that just, I think that happens to everybody. Anytime you kind of step into a new arena, you know, and you don't know if you're going to be good enough for that arena, or if you're going to be able to perform in that arena, I think it's just human nature. Um, I have these two wonderful friends. Uh, their names are Robert and Michelle Colt. And they have this really cool program called The Inside Game. And they have a website called TheInsideGame.com. And, oh, God, Dennis, you would love what they do. They, uh, they teach people literally like performers and, and athletes and anybody who wants to succeed at a high level um, how – like how our body function, like our, our nervous system, if we go into a new level of, of risk, our nervous system literally thinks that we're a caveman and we're like they see the nervous system sees the risk as, oh my God, I'm going to be eaten by a bear. Because our nervous system is very comfortable with status quo. And as long as we stay in status quo, our nervous system is calm and fine. But like if we're going to like meet somebody we really like, but we don't know if they're going to like us or if we're going to you know, do something we haven't done before, or go into a big meeting and give a presentation or just a new level that we haven't done before. Our caveman nervous system literally thinks like, oh, my God, we're in danger. I'm going to be eaten by a bear because I'm no longer in status quo, even if it's really positive. And they like they teach you all about um, the, how the brain functions and literally all these reasons why we get nervous or why we stop ourselves from succeeding. And, um, and I've done, I've done programs with them just cause I love that kind of stuff. I think it's fascinating. Um, and you learn that sometimes things like nerves that stop us are not like, it's just, it's just sort of a natural reaction. And if you can watch it and go, Oh, okay, I'm nervous because da, 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 
okay, well, and I'm still nervous it's not going away, but, you know, the nerves isn't who I am. It's just something that's happening right now. And it's because I'm taking a risk and doing something that I love and I'm afraid that I'm going to fail. So, okay, you know, my nervous system is acting like a bear is eating me, but it's not going to. And I'm going to, you know, do this anyway. And so I'll go into an audition room and like the nerves will be coursing through my body and I'll be like, okay, well, you know, my body is in high performance mode and like I can experience it as being really scared. I can experience it as, oh, there's just a lot of energy and adrenaline running through my body right now and that I'm actually really excited. So instead of letting it stop me, I'm going to use that energy, you know, and I think no matter what business you're in, like we all have options places where we just get nervous or where we're, you know, taking risks and stuff. Um, so basically that's a really long answer to say, Dennis, I think you should follow the stream a little bit because I think you'd have a blast. Well, will I go ahead and follow the stream? Karen, I think the answer is yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were that, that, no, yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain, so might as well say, what the hell? Let's go ahead and try this. So, so wait, so Dennis, you go to conventions sometimes, right? Yeah. You, you'll go to conventions once in a while? Yeah, I do, I do press for conventions. Yeah. So, okay, so while you're doing press at conventions, like, Bang Zoom has a, has a, a Tony Oliver, who is a director at Bang Zoom, who's also, fantastic, who's directed me. You should actually invite him as a guest on the show. Have you, you know, had him on the I, show I, yet? Know, I do. We've been, um, uh, we've been, we did this thing a couple, a couple of years ago, actually in 2011, it was the project Lupin where we interviewed the four main stars of the anime Lupin the third. Cause that was a really big anime to me when I was in high school. So I really wanted to get all of them. We just had Michelle Ruff on. So next oh, time I, I want to get, Michelle. Oh, I, I think Michelle, I think Michelle's kind of creeped out by me. Cause I kind of, I kind of got a little, you know, for over a Fujiko and oh, did you geek out on her? Geek out, Karen is an understatement. Aww, I got the, I got the, I, I, I she's so hot, and it felt like I was cheating on Helena, and I, <laughs> uh, and, and you know how Michelle I get about awesome. Helena. She's awesome. She is awesome. I, I, my friend Cedric, she says that she is like Wendy Lee's sister. So I'm trying to figure out an analogy for you because you're just as good as them, and I can't even, I, I can't think of an analogy. I just. I'd say sister, but I have—I don't know. It's like the—it's uh, like you three are the sisterhood of the traveling voices. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but but um, you should uh, talk, talk to Tony, and you know Tony travels around to different conventions and gives gives these great like uh, dubbing classes and introduction to ADR and looping. And he'll like, so if you like, he'll do them at different conventions. And, and I'm saying this for you, Dennis, but for all the fans, you know, get in contact with bang zoom or get on their mailing list and just find out like when they'll be doing these classes and stuff. And then, you know, while you're doing press stuff at, at a, um, at a convention, you know, you can slip into the room and, take one of those classes and then he does them like he diff he travels around and does like a a week a long weekend class like i think he does one in new york and one in san francisco might do one in ohio yeah, might request you might actually get on the phone with bang zoom and if you have enough fans you know in your town you could ask bang zoom to send him to your town and as long as there's enough participants i bet they could set up a workshop there 
Well, I'm sure that OhioCon, which is one of the first big conventions of the new year, would be more than happy to have Tony Oliver. So hopefully one yeah. of the uh, staff at OhioCon is listening to this interview and uh, can make this so. And maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll come back to Otacon this year. I, 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 but Karen, I, I've been saying I've been I've been told by everyone under the sun from Reba West to Veronica Taylor to Kathy Westlock to you. I've got I've got. I know I could be a great voice actor, right? so I got to start getting on it. This is this is I've been doing this for five years now. I mean, why not try to make this into something I can do for a career? I mean, I and trust me, Karen. I know more than anybody that there are a lot of bumps along the road that I may not get the ideal roles that I want, and I'm willing to pay. I'm I'm willing to shed the blood, the sweat, the tears, anything to chase this dream. And Karen, if, if radio has no room for me, then maybe Bang Zoom does. The thing the thing is, Dennis, is it's it's just all about it's all about passion and playfulness and endurance really. You know, I mean for me I mean I've been doing this since I was a little kid and I started working as an actress professionally when I was about twenty but, you know, when I came to Los Angeles 10 years ago, I didn't know anybody, you know. And, yeah, I had experience in a lot of street cred from all the video games and all the shows and everything I did in France. But, you know, I think in any – and I, I think this goes for a voice actor. I think it goes for an actor. I think it goes for really any business or any dream you have. I think, I think as long as you know and expect that it might take some investment and some time – um, then, you know, then you're like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. You know, I, I'm making my money on my day job. So I'm making money and I can invest my extra money in classes. And then, you know, I can start networking and, you know, start booking a job here and there, make a demo reel. And I, I just think like anything, it's just, it's just a process. Like when I came into town to Los Angeles, I didn't know anybody. Now I had I had a great demo reel. I had years of experience behind me, but I still had to start meeting people, you know. And I had to meet with agencies. And I remember I met um, Mona Marshall through a friend, and she um, told me about Bang Zoom, and she told me about a couple other a couple other companies, Animes, um, which um, Kevin. Um, Kevin Rand, who he unfortunately just passed away, and I know he was the one that um, he's the one that thought you were great to be calling and Kogia. He was he was the one who hired me as Colin, and God bless him because I, you know, I had no idea that that was the character for me, and he knew it was Kevin Seymour, and he recently just passed away uh, last month, and he has. He didn't want to. He was one of those amazing, talented anime people um, who didn't want to get credit for anything, and he made actors shine. Anyway, I, I came into town, and um, you know, a couple of people said, "Oh, you should check out this company." And so I remember my very first audition for Bang Zoom, and that was one of those auditions where, you know, I'd been doing this for years in France with my eyes closed, lead roles, lead roles, wonderful roles. And I walked in there to audition for a couple little roles, you know, just, and I remember how nervous I was because I thought, you know, this is Hollywood. And, it's, and, uh, and they loved what I did. And I started, you know, they started calling me in for small roles here and there. And, you know, it's just, it's, that's, that's the route. You know, you start doing a small role here and there. You say, Hey, can I be part of your Walla groups? And, you know, can I come and sit in and watch a session? Can I be an intern? 
you know, you take acting classes, you just, you know, what's the next step? What's the next thing for me to do? You know, and, you know, and whatever, you know, talk to different people, get different people's advice. And I'm telling you this, Dennis, but for everybody who's listening. And if you know that it's not going to happen overnight and you're very realistic about it, then you just invest in the process. Um, I remember I had a friend who was an on-camera friend, and she, this is, I don't know, eight years ago, and she wanted to get into voiceover. And she said, would you sit down with me and have lunch? And I, I sat down with her and I said, you know, and she really wanted to do voiceover commercials and narration and stuff like that. And I said, here's what you got to do and start studying with this person and then take these classes and then do this. And I said, it's going to take, it's going to cost you some money and it's going to be an investment and you probably won't see success for a little while, but maybe after a year, you'll start booking a job or two. Um, then after a year and a half, you'll book a few more jobs. And I said, maybe in about three or four years, you will be making your living doing it. You know, and some people just get lucky and they just, start, you know, booking right away. And, and sometimes it's just, okay, this is going to be a process. And you just keep at it. And that's, and that's what I do, you know, and even for all of my on-camera stuff, I just keep showing up at these auditions, you know, and I booked the Jolene thing, but, you know, I, I go to, I go to auditions, you know, every month, every week, and I will, you know, they'll call me back and say, Oh, we really want you. They'll, you know, and they'll put me on a veil and then I'll get a call from my manager saying, Oh, they chose somebody else. They needed, they needed to go ethnic or they needed somebody taller, you know, and it's just, it's just a constant process of showing up and doing what you love anyway, showing up and doing what you love anyway. And then, and then learning from mistakes like, Oh, okay. I was maybe, I was maybe, you know, a little too broad and I wasn't doing subtle enough acting or maybe I just wasn't letting go and having enough fun. And you kind of just keep on showing up and learning from every single experience. That's some, is that, is that, is all that stuff useful or am I just babbling? No, 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 no. You are not in the least babbling, Karen. That is, <laughs> that is some fantastic advice. And I, I, you know, as soon as, you know, I, I get done this interview, I'll, well, I got to go to bed so I can go to work, but after I, after I get off work tomorrow, I will start my journey into voice acting. Well, it's kind of started already, but I just, I'm going to start, you know, going a little more serious with this. I've got a, I got some friends who are going to help me get a demo reel together, get some, discover some characters so I can record and hopefully get something out and start living the dream. I am so happy to hear that, Dennis. I may not be the next Karen Strassman, but I want to be the first Dennis Daniel. That's that's who you're going to be. Okay. Well, okay. Enough of this softy stuff. We got some more. We got to talk. We got, we're falling way off track. We got some stuff that we got. This is about me. It's about you, Karen. So we got to talk about some of the stuff you're in. Yeah, but it, but it's been great that we've been talking about you because uh, there's a lot of fans who are in the same position that you are that they they want to do this too, you know. And so, yeah, we're talking about you, but we're also, you know, giving them a lot of ideas for yes, what yes, they guys, can do. Yes, yes, guys, please do not think I'm just getting this. This is stuff you can use. This is stuff that anyone who wants to be a voice actress or actor can use. This is very important information. And this isn't just the only source where you can get advice. There are books, there are YouTube videos, uh, online courses, uh, tutorials to learn how to be 
a voice actor. You know, I mean, don't just, I mean, there are guys that, that do classes, voice acting greats. I know our very first guest from 2009, Pat Fraley, who's best known as Krang from the original Ninja Turtles, ironically, because she also worked with Leonardo. And he does, he actually does classes on voice acting. And, and Crispin Freeman, who, Karen, you worked with in, with many shows, oh, also awesome. does classes for voice acting. Mm. So I'm surprised you haven't started doing a class for voice acting. I, uh, I do coach privately. Um, I coach privately. I also coach as a dialect coach privately. Um, and I've been asked as I go to conventions to start doing classes when I go. Um, and I'd be happy to do that if there's an interest. You know, I think I think everybody has a different style of teaching. Everybody teaches in a different way. And for myself, like I've learned from so many different people and different teachers and working with different people. It's it's just great to get an opportunity to work with different people, you know, and learn different things and different techniques and, and stuff like that. So. Yes, but I, I think you'd have a lot to offer. Now, in my case, uh, you'd be a coach, not a miracle worker. <laughs> I, I just, again, hey, 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 that's why I'm doing the theaters. <laughs> well, anyway, okay, okay so let's get back to, to you. There, there's, there's so much stuff we have not even covered yet that I, I feel we need to cover. And I think one of them, was, it goes all the way back to our introduction. And I, when I heard you do this, I was like, all right, Karen, that is awesome. You are the official voice for Poison in the uh, Street Fighter Tekken series. And again, that intro, you know, just home run out of the park. And you're actually reprising your role as her in Ultra Street Fighter 4. So what is it like playing her, and what do you think of your character? Oh, I love Poison. I love her. And she knows no bounds. Um I especially love her relationship with Hugo. Um, yeah, she's I, she's just so much fun to play because she's so out there and she's vulgar and she's just so much fun to play, you know. Um, and I and I just I love sort of the iconic history behind her and it's just it's it's really cool to get to play an iconic character like that. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Cause we, one of our listener questions, we got to talk about it. I, this, I mean, there have been videos, like half-hour videos on the history of poison and the great poison debate. And <laughs> wondering if uh, if guys made out with her, if they get pricked, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on because when we take some listener questions. And by the way, uh, in a few moments, we'll open the lines to the shrimp line, which you mean, which means you can have the opportunity to talk to Karen person to person at area code 347-884-9149. You can call in and you can ask Karen your question. You can ask her to do a request. You can ask her to say something to you in the most bizarre voice that she has. And I've got, you know, I got, I got again, I, I got another list of requests, and I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm gonna die, pushing the death until the end of the show. But anyway, um, one show that I think I, I'm, I'm actually curious about is your upcoming is Signs, and you have a, I believe a, a role in it. So could you tell us a little bit about Signs? Yeah, I play Daphne Bright in Signs, um, and. It's uh, it's a live action show, um, and it's kind of a, a dynasty big business thriller um, with a lot of strong women characters in it. And we're going to be shooting in France, in Russia, um, 
in Canada, possibly in Shanghai, and it's going to kind of take us all over the world. And my character is a uh, um, a very intense astrologer who uh, is involved with the main character and sort of uh, in the lives of all the characters. And um, I'm really excited about it. It's, we're in pre-production, so we won't start filming for a number of months. I think we'll probably start filming in the spring or summer. But uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll be posting on my website as oh, we yeah. go along. Yes, at TerrenStrassman.com and also at her Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash pages forward slash Karen minus sign Strassman minus sign fan minus sign page. That's a lot of minus signs. Or you can just search Karen or Strassman. Or just type in Karen page. Strassman fan page. <laughs> a thousand likes and growing. Oh. I mean, I mean, again. I, and I do, I do, you guys, for everybody listening, I, um, I try and go on there as often as I can. And occasionally I'll get a little behind, but I will always, anybody who asks a question on there who wants to interact with me, I always, I will always respond. I'll always you know, answer questions. And, you know, sometimes occasionally if I'm on location or I'm away, it might take me a week or two to get caught up. But please feel free to to visit me on the fan site and ask any questions or anything or share your own art because I love when people share their their fan art. Um, or there are cosplay costumes and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, there's a, oh, we oh, there have been some awesome cosplays of some of the characters that you've done, Karen. I can't. Even oh God, yeah. If I had a nickel for every Colleen and Poison cosplay, I'd have. Uh, a handful and the Molina and the Molina and the Helena and Katana and Helena. Yeah, the Helenas are, as you say, say magnifique. <laughs> Uh, gotta got be careful though. Gotta be careful though. Kind of lose it when you, when I hear the Helena. So, gotta be careful. Oh, we do not want you to do that. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Dennis, Daniel, we will Dennis Daniel because in France we get these names mixed up. We will do everything we can to make sure that you do not lose it, <laughs> because uh, it would be a real shame <laughs> if you were to lose it right in the middle of doing your your radio show. So we must make sure that you lose nothing, that you keep all of those little brain cells where they belong and, and all of your sanity where they belong, because we would not want anything to happen to you now, would we, especially while you are hosting your radio show. Hello? Anybody there? Yes. Oi. Oi. Not again. Oh, Karen. <laughs> oh, man. Again, two for two. Two for two. Damn it. <laughs> and that's why she's one of the best, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, okay. That's always freaking awesome. All right. Get it, get it together, Daddy. Get it together. Okay, man. Okay, what, this is why I love having you on, Karen. You are just too much. You're, you're my kind of guest. Uh, <laughs> now, if only you weren't in California, that would then. Hey, uh, you'll, you'll be out here soon enough. I hope. Well, I hope so. If, yeah, if not for the well. voice acting, for the radio. Yeah, exactly. You'll be out here. I mean, California got to have something other than blah 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 with Ryan Seacrest. That's boring. Nothing against Seacrest, but I think everyone's getting tired of hearing him. He's someone with some personality. With some attitude. With a we pulse. need more Dennis Daniel. They need more. Yes, Karen, they need more Dennis freaking Daniel. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an American commodity. 
But uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead, and I, I believe we've talked about everything. Yes, we have. We have talked about everything. Awesomeness. So let's go ahead and open up the listener questions. We've got a couple, actually. And we're going to actually open the phone lines at area code 347-884-9149 and let you guys call in and ask some questions for Karen. All you got to do is just call in. Please call in because we don't know if this will work or not. Well, anyway, our first question comes from uh, Girl Draco. Yay, it's been five years. Not, not the show, not, not, not Karen. I'm happy, and I have a question for Karen. What is your opinion on Melina from Mortal Kombat? Oh, I love her. She's hot and scary. I love her. Yeah, have you seen her mouth without that cover? Man, if <laughs> Crest ever needed a spokesperson, she'd be perfect. <laughs> Kind of puts a new spin on the phrase, eat me. Oh, God. Did she go to the same dentist as Gary Busey? <laughs> what? He's got a crippled teeth. Hey, 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 Gary, give me the name of your dentist. I need to retile my hot tub. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that was bad even for me. But no shame. Curly hair, don't care. Um, anyway, our next question from uh, Melphis Sephiroth. I have a question, a few questions for Karen. Okay. Which role is your favorite, and which role was the most taxing on your voice? Also, ask her how does it feel to beat out real British people for the Lancome advertisement? Oh, well, I mean, for the Lancome advertisement, I think I just got lucky, and they like my voice. Um, I love doing a British accent, but I'm always, I, I always feel like I do a better British accent when I'm not being listened to in the room with real Brits, because I'm... I, uh, you know, I always feel like I'm uh, um, a sham, but it's, a, you know, it's the same thing with Brits who do accents around Americans. My British friends are like, oh, you know, I'm just self-conscious. But, uh, but yeah, I love working in British, and uh, I think I was just, I think I was just lucky. Um, but I guess I must be decent. Um, what was my favorite for? What was the most taxing voice I've ever done? Uh, you know what was a really intense voice? I did this zombie voice in um uh fallout new vegas and it was a really gravelly intense voice and we did a lot of long sessions for it and by the end of the session um i was pretty shot that was that was pretty intense creepy voice <laughs> um but it came out really well um i think there's a bunch of dragons i've done for world of warcraft that were pretty uh pretty gravelly and intense a dragon yeah, yeah that's that's so weird i just i, I couldn't I, I mean i can picture you as a lot of things karen i can picture you as a uh, a, a nazi i can picture you as a psychotic doll i can picture you as a uh, you know as the uh, the, the pippy Longstockings of monsuno i could also picture you as a uh, french kick-ass fighter but i don't think i could picture you as a dragon well, you have something to experience, and you will soon. <laughs> Is it gone? I think so. Okay, okay. Sorry about that. Okay, okay. Did you get... Did you get Ooh, ooh, I think your hair got singed. Oh, 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 damn it. What's yeah. What's haircut today? Aww. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, man. 
great. Now I'm going to have soot. Oh, man. <laughs> my, oh, man, my roots. Man. Well, well, they took, they'll take a little off the top there. I'm going to have soot in my roots. Dennis, you're a one funny guy. That's really funny. I'm going to have soot in my roots. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, well, that's okay. That's I needed really a little funny. more off the top anyway. <laughs> they had another question. Uh, how did you feel about playing the role of Nanako in Persona 4? And I want to talk to you about this, Karen, because I heard this game is getting such kick-ass reviews. I, not only the game, but the animation. I, I believe, let me check what uh, Persona 4 got for a, a rating from uh, IGN. A 4.5 out of 5. I mean, right there. Wow. I think, you know, and, and, and you play Nanaku in this, and I, I've heard all kinds of great things about this game. It's like the must-have game for PlayStation Vita. I love the game. I, the fans love the game. And, um, and I, she, I love, I love all the characters I play in that game. Um, Nanako is, I'm just so endeared to her and her storyline, and she's just, she's got such a big heart, and she feels so responsible for her father's happiness and um i just to me i mean i know she's a character but she just her soul feels very human to me and i i actually care deeply about her and i have a lot of uh, a lot of empathy for her i just i just love her and it's, it's kind of a it's just a fun special privilege to get to play her and and i feel the same way about i guess um i guess there's a robot with a soul and um I just, I just love her. I love, I love that game. I, I think it's the, I think Atlas does an amazing job with that game and, you know, the evolutions of it and there will be more versions of it, I believe, coming out in the near future. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I love the whole Persona line. I, I highly recommend it. I'm going to have to get me one of these uh, PlayStation Vitas. Now, only if they would bring it over to the 3DS. Now, if they brought it over there, I would buy it, buy it, b u y it. But uh, of course, you're of course you're also for, for all you 3ds fans. She's in Fire Emblem Awakening. She's a couple roles in that game, and there's some pretty awesome roles, I believe. If we scroll down here, she plays Olivia and Anna from Fire Emblem Awakening, and that game's gotten rave reviews. So pick that game up too, kids. And I, I want to talk to you about this for one quick second. You, of course, you play Rouge the Bat from the Sonic the Hedgehog game series, which, by the way, I still think is the Jessica Rabbit of Sega. Mm, it took me a while. I love there. that you say that. Yeah. I, I t- I'll take it. Uh, of course, you know, what, I mean, we talked about you playing her. Um, they just announced a brand new uh, animated series coming out this fall called Sonic Boom. And I don't know if you've talked to Sega yet or if they've said anything to you. Could there be a possibility we could see uh, Rouge in this all-new series? I don't know how much I'm supposed to say about this because I do actually have some dear friends who are involved with the show, but I don't know how much they've said. So I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to speak out of place. Right now, I'm not involved in the show. Um, so, you know, if fans want Rouge to be in it, write to Sega, you guys, and ask them to put Rouge in it because I would love to go into the studio and be part of it. Um, right now, it's a pretty male-heavy show um, with a couple females in it, but not as many. Um, but I've heard the show is great. I've heard it's great. And, I, again, I don't know if I'm allowed to say who's in it, so I should probably not say anything. Well, we but, can at least confirm that Kevin Pollock, who plays Dr. Eggman in the video game series, is playing Dr. Eggman in Sonic Boom. So That we, is cool. We, yeah, yeah I, I, he, is a, he, he actually has been playing Eggman since Sonic X 
was on the Fox box in 2003. So to be doing that, you know, yeah, that's pretty good. So I can't wait to – I want to have him on the show too. So he'll be awesome. But, again, who doesn't love Rouge the Bat? And if there's a part out there that says they don't, then they're a damn liar. <laughs> But uh, hopefully, hopefully, Karen, you will be playing that iconic role in the Sonic Boom series. We don't know yet. Can't say yes. Can't say no. Just right now. Right, right now, right now, she isn't in it. She isn't in the series yet. But you know, I don't know. Write into Sega. Tell, tell them to write her in. I would. I'd be thrilled. Yeah, I mean, you've played her. You've played her for Sonic Colors. You played her for Sonic Generations. You played her for Sonic Mario and Sonic at the 2012 Winter Olympics, which is. Wow. is, is yeah, I know. It's weird. Why, why would Mario and Sonic go to the Winter Olympics? Why didn't they go this year? Or did they go, to, or did they go this year? Did they go to the Olympics this year? I, I don't know. I, maybe Putin wouldn't let them in. Oh, that's a dark joke. Oh, I'm, again, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, you know, Rouge could swing several different ways, so maybe she wasn't allowed in either. Okay. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, let's, enough of that. Okay, we gotta get to this listener question. Karen, we've been poking around the bush too much. We gotta, yeah, someone has to know. Roxy Dixon asks, since you played Poison in the Street Fighter franchise, please answer this question. Is Poison a man or a woman? Hey, Roxy. Um, you know, well, the story, the story behind all of this is that when, when the game was created years and years ago, um, when I, I believe it was, um, it, before there were even voices. So what happened is that, uh, you know, they had this female who was getting beaten up. And I think in certain countries it was all right. But in certain countries, I think when she came to America or, it wasn't like politically correct to, you know, beat up a woman. And so I think they kind of created this mythology that maybe she wasn't a woman to make it okay that she was getting beat up. And so that's kind of from what I understand how this whole thing started is that, you know, it was just not politically correct to have this woman being beat up and beat up. So I think that she wasn't originally created as a, as you know, a, as anything but a woman, but then because of the political correctness, it was suggested, well, maybe she's not a woman underneath there. So maybe it's completely okay that she's getting beat up and getting in all these fights. And and from my understanding, that's sort of how that storyline started. Now, I, I don't, you know, I have some fans who have a lot more information on this, and some have posted some really interesting videos and background on my fan site. Um, so I don't know, you know, you, uh, you really have to sit down and talk to the creators of it. Um, you know, I, we made a decision and the director made a decision when I auditioned for the role and took on the role. And when I was cast, they said, listen, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't, I want you to play her as a woman and let the mythology be there, you know? So who knows what's in her undergarments, you know, but I was, you know, I was directed really to play her as a, tough, tough bitch, vulgar, fun character, you know, um, 
so I'm not, you know, I'm not going for the chest hair. <laughs> well, how about we put this entire discussion to bed and ask Poison herself? Just let's let's put all the naysaying away. Let's we've got the opportunity, Karen. Why don't we just settle this argument once and for all? Should I should I invite her in? Yes, because uh, this is important. Okay, I, I think she's been taking a sh- in the bath. Hey, Poison, could you come out here a minute? <laughs> yeah, hold on. All right, I think she's coming. Ooh, oh, poison! Look at what you're wearing. That wow. Oh, oh, wow! Wow. <laughs> She's looking very attractive today. Here, let me pass the mic. All right. Oh, on this show, folks. Hello, Dennis. How are you today? <laughs> what do you want? Okay, poison, because. I, I got to ask this, and, and no, this isn't because you're my new manager. I have to ask this because fans have wanted to know for decades now. Are you a boy or a girl? Oh, you're just cutting to the chase now, aren't you, Mr. Daniel? <laughs> well, I have to be. That's what a good journalist does. Can't keep your hands out of the cookie jar, can you? Well, you could say I have one heck of a sweet tooth. Well, there are many secrets that poison has, and they're my secrets. They might be revealed later on. And you might ask Hugo, because Hugo knows everything about me. I, I think I'd rather take my chances with a giant earth mover poison. No, 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 no offense. He's, he's, he's staring at me. Why, why is he looking at me like a ham sandwich? I, I, Hugo, Hugo, back. Hey, 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 sit. That's good, good Hugo. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for him to get too close to you. Well, I just, I just want to know something, Poison, while we have you here. I, why did you agree to be my manager? I mean, I'm not exactly, you know, the irresistible force meets the immovable object. I mean, what, what do I have that I could offer the Poison faction? Yeah, you're cute. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess when it comes to the debate, you can just pick your poison. Now, that's a really good saying. I might borrow that from you, Dennis. You are more um, than happy to take it. I got to take Hugo in for his evening meal and his beating. We'll talk to you later. And, uh, Dennis? Yes? Keep your hands out of that cookie jar. Yes, ma'am. Bye. <sighs> oh, Karen, you are just, uh, you are killing me. <laughs> this has just been, this surpasses 2011's interview just by leaps and bounds. <laughs> Oi, okay. Okay, well, uh, let's check right now. Uh, eh, sadly, no callers, but we do have a few list- more listener questions left. Um, from Cedric Smith, and uh, let's see here. Uh, the, 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 no. Oh, no. Really? You really? Cedric, you really want to do this to me? I thought I was your bro. Karen, he asks, he wants to see Dennis versus Sui Gento. Oh, no. 
Well, you know what, folks? I, unfortunately, we're out of time for this week's show. Good night, everybody. Okay, 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 Hugo, I'll go back, I'll go back. Damn it. He's blocking the door. Damn it. Okay. You know what, Karen? I'm going to tell this to you right now. I don't think Suigento's that tough. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Who, who, who is even intimidated by a worthless, meaningless, insignificant pile of junk? A pile of junk? Is that what you called me? I am not a pile of junk. And I will show it to you. You will be very sorry for what you say, Mr. Daniels. Because you know what? You might think I'm broken, but you will be broken soon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dennis. I didn't. I'm sorry for anything that she said to you. I have. She put an S on your last name too, which is rude. Oh. I, I'm, no, no, I'm no, so no, no, no. She wouldn't be the first. She wouldn't be be the first. <sighs> Karen, are you cold? Oh, I just felt this chill go down my body. Whew. Yeah, you, um, I would close your your windows tonight. Yeah, yeah, I I see. It's a black feather. She's following me. Okay, uh, how about we uh, how about we maybe uh, maybe wrap this show up so I can uh, you know get the hell out of Cincinnati. <laughs> okay, so uh, okay, um, okay, um, have we? I, th- I think we've uh, I think we've met our. Uh, Met our quota again, and, and, and Karen, I can't. I gotta thank you for doing all this for me. You know, it's just been, again, it's so cool that you know, after all this time, you still have taken time from, you know, being in all this great stuff to you know sit down with me and, and do this awesome interview. And I just, you know, you know before I go, I, I talked about it earlier in the program. I, uh, we did that awesome um, news thing back in 2011 and because it, it wouldn't be the same if we uh, didn't do another Dennis Daniel show news update. I, I was wondering, would you help me do one with uh, Charlemagne? Of course. Uh, because, just because, you know, just, just because, uh, just because she, it just, I, she seems like someone I think would be awesome to, to, to do this. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's try this. Good evening, I'm Dennis Daniel, and this is a Dennis Daniel Show special report. As the threat of terrorism reaches global magnitudes, countries all over the world are looking for ways to protect their citizens. However, with the threat of unstoppable monsoonos threatening the well-being of this planet, one group of elite individuals has made it their mission to keep the balance and peace in the world. They are STORM, which stands for Strategic and Tactical Operatives for Recovery of Monsuno. While they do say that they are this planet's unsun protectors, Many nations are questioning their true motives for their operation. Joining me now via phone is the head of Storm, Commandant Marshal Charlemagne. Ms. Charlemagne, what is your answer to these accusations of your abuse of Storm's power and authority? Yeah, some of these statements are true and some are not. 
a commandant I'm not exactly following, but if you claim that what some of these rumors are true, then why should we trust you with controlling the peace and well-being of the country, let alone the globe, when you've admitted yourself that you can't be trusted with the power? I will be the one with the power when all this is over. Well, this is just my opinion, Whippy, but it sounds like you are just Deutschland, Deutschland, uber-reacting. Am I right? I don't know what you are talking about, but you better watch out, Mr. Little Dennis Daniel. You are in grave danger, so I would keep that little tongue of yours in your mouth. Hey, 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 you better watch yourself there, Colonel Clank. You don't come on my show and threaten me. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of your stormtroopers, and I ain't scared of, of, of diff, doof, doof, whatever you call your freaky monsoon thing. Oh, you better watch out. Because I have put bombs in your entire studio, and if you are not careful, it will blow very sky high. So, Mr. Little Dennis Daniel, if you want to be careful about your studio equipment, I suggest you be very, very nice to Charlemagne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Karen, we have got one caller on the air, and they've been waiting for a very long time while we were doing our shenanigans. So let's get them on here. 516, you are on the air. Hey there. What's your name? Uh, my name's Nicole. I'd like to just say that I've been listening to your show, and you guys are, like, hilarious. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. It's all her. It's all her, No Nicole. problem. You can... You guys are awesome. I, I like listening to your show a lot. You're you're very entertaining, Dennis. <laughs> well, I'm only entertaining because of the guests that I get to work with. Karen's just one of the best. So, Nicole, you should direct all your praise to her. Well, of course. It means you play for my favorite characters. <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you so much for calling it. Do you have a question for Karen? Well, actually, I had a request, if that's okay. Yeah. All right. Um, would you care to say maybe uh, something in Cyclone's voice for me? Of course. I'd be happy to. It's been really nice talking to all of you tonight. And everybody watch out because Zoyphone is waiting. Good night, everybody. And, and pleasant dreams. Okay. Thank you so much, Nicole. And we'll talk to you real soon. Goodbye, no Nicole. problem. Have fun, you guys. Thanks. Okay. Well, unfortunately, folks, we are out of time for this installment of the Dennis Daniels Show. Karen, once again, a true pleasure to have you on. And, guys, check her out on Facebook at Karen Strassman Fan Club. Make sure you like her. That's the only place you're going to find up-to-date news on the awesomeness that is Karen Strassman. And you can also check out her, her website at KarenStrassman.com and follow her on Twitter at Karen Strassman. You know I do, and you should be, too. So, Karen, again, thank you so much for doing this for me. It's My again, pleasure. You are just, you're not the best. You are the freaking best. You are simply 
the best in the world at what you do. It's really kind of you, Dennis. It's, and, a, it's a real pleasure to, to oh, hang out with you. You are just, you're, you are always worth the time. Well, unfortunately, folks, we are out of time for the Dennis Daniel Show. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you down the road as we continue to celebrate five years of the Dennis Daniel Show. Until next time, this is Dennis Daniel saying, good night, everybody.